G'day guys, what's going on? It is the first Down Under podcast. Week four of the NFL season is in the books. We're at the quarter mark of the NFL year. And i got to say, Chaz, a mixed bag of results. Uh, a lot of storylines from the start of the season have been destroyed. A lot of surprises at this point. We'll get into that in the third down. But Charlie, I want to ask you, mate, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Uh... Luckily, got to see a fair bit of the games this week, actually. I'm sure you had the privilege of seeing part of today's game, at least. It was an absolute cracker Oh yeah, down at Mile High uh, with Patrick Mahomes once again, proving why he is the favorite for the MVP award at the quarter mark of the season. Um, some incredible games, actually, from you know some, some actual matchups that I thought weren't going to produce too much. I mean, the Philly and Titans game, from what I saw, was an incredible matchup. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals yep. and the Atlanta Falcons, they went toe-to-toe. That was just an unreal offensive showing. Hey, how about the Browns and Raiders going yeah. overtime with a real nail-biter? Who would have thought 42 wouldn't get it done in today's league? It's just that that much about <laughs> offense. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so a lot of key talking points to get to, mate, and uh, another action-packed show. Absolutely. On the first down, we're going to be trading uh, our two top stories from this week, second down, we'll be going through all of week four's matchups and uh, giving a quick analysis and sort of key takeaways from each. On the third down, as I said, we're going to be changing it up this week. We'll be breaking down some of the biggest storyline busts from the preseason, plus some of the biggest surprises around week four. And of course, Chaz, on fourth down, we punt. We punt. Unlike Frank Reich, am I right? Irrationally. He does not punt. He does not punt. He goes for it, the Colts head coach which does. We, which we will get to. Uh, Is that what you're kicking off with? That's where I'm going to kick off with. Very good segue, Zachy boy. Uh, my my lead story for week four is how to overtime, presented by the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> <laughs> Touchdown! If you didn't catch it, we had one of the all-time great Colts-Texans games on Sunday. A uh, real battle of the AFC South, 3v4 seed. Really taking it to each other. Two big young quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson for the Texans and Andrew Luck for the Indianapolis Colts. Let's just fast forward to the good stuff, shall we? It's 34 apiece with 127 remaining in overtime. A now reminder what? to all fans, as I know as well, that overtime only goes for 10 minutes. And there is only <laughs> one overtime period. In the pre-production meeting, Charlie and uh, I were discussing overtime, and I think you thought it went for 30 minutes? I thought it was two 15-minute periods, which I think was... was <laughs> Another was, half was, game, was, was very Very 2017. Uh, what can I say? I love a bit of nostalgia. I'm a sentimental guy. Um, but Lucas Oil Stadium, the home of the Colts, it was roaring. 34 apiece, a minute 27 remaining. Andrew Luck, their star quarterback, straight out of Stanford. He starts with the Colts' possession at their own 37-yard line. They're backed up. It's a long way to go downfield. Um, they're trying to just get the field goal to win the game. They failed to convert in the first three tries. Sets a big, big, big fourth down and four at uh, the 43-yard line. Uh, Andrew Luck tries to draw the defense off sides. And if yep. you get that you get that penalty, it's a big five yards. You get that first down. Fresh set of downs. And, then, and they've still got a timeout. So Could be got, cooking. They've got plenty of time. You know, a timeout and about a minute to go in Aaron Rodgers' world. It's about 10 minutes. And uh, the Texans don't bite it. They don't fall for it. They're too, they're too good. That's why they are zero and three. They do not bite <laughs> on the Andrew Luck fake. I, I can't imagine that the Colts are going to snap this ball and attempt to run an offensive play. You don't pick this up, and all of a sudden, you hand the Texans a huge opportunity to win this. Snap the football. Luck fires. Low pass. And it's incomplete. The Colts go for it on fourth and four. They throw the ball. It's an incompletion. 
Frank Reich and the Colts coaching staff are up in arms. And uh, the Texans get the ball back pretty much with 46 seconds left on the clock. He throws one completion to Sean Watson, the Texans quarterback, to DeAndre Hopkins, who marches down to the 20-yard line. Texans kick a field goal with 26 seconds remaining. Game over. And that's the game. Now, uh, you could have said, you know, should they have punted and uh, trusted their defense to make a stop and get the tie, a bit like kissing your sister. But, you know, it's what makes this Colts a one and two side. They really do go for it when they want to. They one, couldn't. One they, and three. One and three now. Well, one and two before they went to the game. So um, check your stats. But they they just couldn't get it done. Really? And uh, the Texans get that big first win. My AFC pick, the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans have got one win off the back of a gift yep. from the Indianapolis Colts. Otherwise, they'd be 0-3-1. and one. Yes. Winless. And I think they kind of deserve to be winless. Like Deshaun Watson was playing well. And uh, the defense actually looked as advertised in terms of sack production, at least. Jadavion Clowney came back. He was looking great. J.J. Mm. Watt had a couple as well. But uh, at the end of the day, yeah, I don't think the Texans won as much as the Colts lost. I get why they went for it. They're yeah. not trying to make the playoffs this year. They're just trying to you know, sort of establish a, a, a mindset, a culture, as it were, to yeah. um, be aggressive. Frank Reich, of course, coming over from the Philadelphia Eagles. He was the... Uh, was the OC, offensive, wasn't offensive coordinator, coordinator. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, look, if the Eagles weren't as aggressive in the Super Bowl, they wouldn't have beat the Patriots. Exactly. So exactly. you know, yeah. why not? Yeah. This was the kind of play that uh, if if they made it, it would have worked. Yeah. If it didn't, then uh, yeah, they'd be heroes. I and then, then they cop it like they yeah. do. Um, I do want to say straight out of Stanford, um, Andrew Luck, as you just said, uh, would be the worst rap album like I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it came to me. Number one pick straight out of Stanford. But for the Colts fans, you know, even though they're one and three, it just, it's just great to see him healthy. That's yep. a great storyline to see Andrew like healthy, playing well. He was looking good leading too. This team, you know, he's making Ty Hilton relevant again, um, and I'm really enjoying seeing him play. So I well, think that's that, that's a big takeaway for them this year. 464 yards and four TDs, not bad at all. Good good luck to you, Colts fans. Yeah. Uh, and can we say Kiki Kuti? I think I said his name right. Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? Okay, stop. He had an absolute... Sorry, bro. Uh, he had 11 receptions, and that was his first game in the NFL. He set a record. I didn't see the, him in the, my highlights. For the Texans. Yeah, oh, the most the on a player's debut uh, in the history, ahead of Anquan Bolden, Des wow. Bryant, Eddie Royal, Demarius Thomas, and Julian Edelman. Eddie Royal, what a player. Eddie Royal, what a... God, what a player. One of the great bro- uh, Bears The great receivers. number 19. Yeah, <laughs> always, always And a Bronco as well. Yeah, and a yeah. Charger. Was he a charger? Yeah, ah, very good. Catching balls from the great P Rivers. Hey, Chaz, let's kick on to uh, my story. Uh, Earl Thomas, safety oh, yes. for the Seattle Seahawks, absolute legend of the game, um, first ballot Hall of Famer. We'd say, I, th- I think so at this point yeah, in his I'd career. Say first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, one of the original key members of the Legion of Boom back in the day, the last surviving Legion of Boom member on the Seattle Seahawks roster. Uh, he was carted off with a broken leg. You hate to see it. Yeah. It was really sad. Um, but while he was cut it off, he flipped his middle finger at the Seattle Seahawks bench. Yes. This was one of the best things I've seen in pro football. That's <laughs> oh, great. Uh, in my 24 years. Uh, it, was, it was funny because they're all kind of sitting around him doing that prayer they all do. Yeah, everyone goes on one um, knee when a player gets hurt. Yeah, they're all you know hanging around him. And then obviously the stretcher comes out. And then all the Cards fans are embracing him like he's one of their own. They're all just patting his back. Yeah. Whilst he gives the rude finger to Seattle, it was just—it was perfect. <laughs> it, it couldn't have been any better. And yeah. in such a big year for Earl Thomas, 
uh, you know, with, with the Chiefs potentially approaching him yeah. uh, for a contract. It was it was perfect. So, I mean, Earl Thomas's backstory, he was begging for a contract extension uh, from the Seattle Seahawks. He was up for one or to be traded. And I yep. think he'd prefer to be traded. Uh, Dallas was on yeah, notice. The, the Cowboys was, were. He yeah. repeatedly made claims that he wanted to be a part of the Cowboys, which I think, you know, may have ticked Seattle off a little bit. Yeah. Um, and he was just obviously yeah, trying to recreate the glory days in Seattle. That Legion of Boom is, is well gone. Richard Sherman obviously gone to the 49ers, Camp Chancellor retiring. Yeah. And uh, was it, was it uh, Lane? Oh, I don't know. The other who, guy? He was, I mean, I don't it, it was just matter. those three, really. Let's be uh, honest. No, it, it, it stinks at the moment. But yep. um, the thing was, it was it, it, he could have held out like Le'Veon Bell. Yep. Um, of course, Le'Veon Bell for the Steelers running back is holding out. He, like Earl Thomas, he's a star in his prime. He wants to get a bit of sort of future financial security, as mm-hmm. it were. Um, Le'Veon Bell decided not to play. He's getting scrutinized pretty heavily for that. Earl Thomas decided to play. Mm. But this is the result. That's the gamble. Um, and now he's probably cost himself millions of dollars, which sucks. Yeah. And I can see why he flipped <laughs> Seattle the bird. Because uh, there he goes. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah, as you said, there were rumors that he might get traded to the Chiefs in, in like a couple of weeks, which would make sense for the Chiefs who are missing yeah. Eric Berry. They're making a Super Bowl run. Uh, Earl Thomas is, you know, yeah. Anytime you can trade like a second round pick for a future Hall of Famer, you're going to pull the trigger. I'm just uh, devastated for, for Earl Thomas and uh, for the Chiefs. Yeah, I did see a headline a couple of days ago. The Chiefs were interested in actually signing him, uh, obviously pre all of the events that we saw against the Cards. Um, but, you know, I still, I still, I still think he had, a, he had a, couple, a couple of years in him, a bit of mileage to go. Oh, definitely, um, man. He's, still, he's only 30. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, he's still a ball hawk. Three good years. Still a terrier around that field. So I think uh, this, is, this is a massive blow for him. It's going to be very hard to um, get back out in the field for him. And uh, Seattle, it makes their lives a little bit easier, I think. Easier? Yeah. What, how would it, it possibly makes, be easier? It makes their lives easier because they can just let him down. And they don't have to pay him. They were never going to pay him. They were yeah. just going to trade you him. Now they that. can't trade him. Now they get nothing for him. I think it's worse off for Seattle right now. They don't get that well, second round pick. And they don't have a, a, a stud in their uh, defensive backfield. Yeah. Well, you know. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. It'd be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, nice one, Chaz. Yeah, really <laughs> talking out your ass just to finish this seg. Guys, let's move along to the second down recaps from the week four games. Yes. Charlie, let's kick it off with the champagne football of the week and allow me to start. Mm-hmm. Chiefs visiting Denver, both teams. Feeling pretty good about themselves. They were both uh, both have winning records going in. Denver, of course, much better at home than they are away. They play the high-powered Chiefs offense. And, yeah. uh, well, we're running out of ways to describe how talented the young quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. is. My God, down 10 in the fourth quarter. You think that's all she wrote? The, the, the Denver's there with the big upset. And uh, all of a sudden, oh, Patty Mahomes. Converts a third and five, throwing the ball with his opposite hand. Kelsey's in man on the drag. Here comes Von Miller. Oh, how did he pull that off? He got it to Hill, and they've got a first down. About Montana magic in Kansas City. Look at this guy. Von Miller on his heels. He throws it left-handed any way possible. He puts it in his left hand. Charlie, I, I can't even describe how intense this was. He, he goes to, he's escaping the pocket. Von Miller almost had a sack, 
And Mahomes just puts it in his left hands and like shot puts the ball to Tyreek Hill. Then it's second and 30 a few minutes later, throws it 23 yards on the run, finds Harris on a third down for 35 yards. It's like Showtime Mahomes. This Mm. guy just performs. And uh, this is the first time we've seen it on a big stage. First time the Chiefs have been down in such a big hole late in the fourth quarter. Uh, I just think this, all this to me says the Chiefs know how to win football games and they are the dead set favorites in the AFC. Big, big calls, big, big statements. I completely agree with all of that left-handed pass. I haven't actually seen it yet. How long did that ball sail for, that left-handed pass? It wasn't, it wasn't like a throw. It was like a shot put uh, toss. So like a, like it, was a like, it was like five yards. Oh, okay. But it, it just saved the play. Because yeah. Von Miller was, was hunting. He was on the hunt. So the right arm was pinned. He just said, yeah, I'm going to get it out left side. Boom, yep. boom, boom. Boom. Here we go. Let's keep yep. the, let's keep the drive alive. And mm. and that's what he did. Looked like for most of the for most of the game, it looked like the Denver defense had really slowed down this unstoppable yeah. Kansas City offense. But uh yeah, wow we is all I can say. Wow we finished twenty eight for forty five, did Mahomes three hundred yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, zero all year. He's got fourteen TDs. And he's created some early separation from the two and two Broncos and two and two Chargers within the division. Yeah, I did think looking at this game that the the Chiefs' offensive line will have a few problems. Obviously, guarding that that elite Denver defense, you've obviously got Bradley Chubb, who they just added. You got Von Miller, mm-hmm. got some absolute beasts there. But just their secondary worries me still. They got Courtney Roby, like they've lost to Keep Talib. Obviously, they've got some pieces in the secondary which are vulnerable. Yeah, and I think if you can kind of get past that that front interior defense. Um, this Denver secondary is vulnerable, and it was it was good to see Patrick Mahomes have that composure because they were saying in the in the post game that he did struggle in the first half offensively. Mm, he did, and no, that was a big takeaway. They they definitely turned it around. Mm. Um, I mean the Broncos, uh, on the other hand, uh, their rushing attack is all there. They they look good. The pass rush is looking good. They consistently hit the quarterback, um, and I think they can contend for a wild card spot. I mm-hmm. really do, but that really relies on Case Keenum. He is their ceiling. Mm. He's thrown six picks already this mm. year. He had seven all of last year when he was playing lights out for the Minnesota Vikings. So yeah. I think we're seeing a different Case Keenum at the moment. That could be very limiting yeah. to uh, the Denver Broncos. Other than that, man, uh, look, Broncos are looking okay. Yep. Chiefs are looking unbeatable. Can I just also say Kareem Hunt is back, and Ooh. this dude Eric Murray had a no-look pick. Was that number 21 for the Kansas City Chiefs? He wasn't even looking at the ball. He just threw the hand up for the spoil and dragged it into his body. Oh, came damn. down with it. Great toss, but intercepted, is it? Wow. Wow. He took it away. Eric Murray with a sensational pick. It was, uh, it was it Odell. Odell. Strudel. 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 <laughs> yeah, before we go into my next game, and I was going to say with Case Cam, it's not exactly like you can say, you know, he's not throwing to the same level of receiving talent he had in Minnesota. I mean, he obviously had Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, arguably the best wide receiving duo in the game. Yeah. And now he's thrown to Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. So it's not like he doesn't have the weapons Absolutely. in Denver. And, I mean, if you saw the game right at the end, potentially to steal a win, Case Keenum misses a wide-open Demarius Thomas down, yeah. the, down the sideline mm. on the outside of the numbers, running into the end zone, no one in yeah. front of him. It was... Uh, it was a heartbreaker for yep. all the sort of Denver homers there at Mile High, but yep. uh, great win for the Chiefs and uh, the steamroller rolls on. It does. It rolls on the express train. We move on to the second game of the week: Champagne Football. It is the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. 
The Cincinnati Bengals were victorious in a shootout for the ages. Man, this one was fun to watch. Dalton. End zone again. Sliding catch in the end zone for the touchdown by A.J. Green. God, I love watching this one. This was awesome. The Bengals winning this one 37-36. One of the best games I've seen Andy Dalton play. The Red Rifle is back. Yeah. He's making a case for MVP this year. Quite, you know, a little bit uh, more subtle than your Goff and uh, Mahomes type operators, but he's still making a case. And with the Bengals down 36-31 with a minute 15, he completed a clutch fourth and eight to Tyler Boyd, who is emerging. He's up there with Michael Thomas in my emerging receivers category. Yeah, he's, um, he's good. He's people good overlooked part. this guy with AJ Green, and uh, you know they complete another fourth down to Tyler Boyd with 18 seconds remaining, setting up the game-winning touchdown on a goddamn corner route to AJ Green. Well, how can you leave the AJ Green disbelief in the end zone? A heartbreaker. You double team him or something. He, uh, Dalton finished with 337 and three touchdowns on 71% completion percentage. Giovanni Bernard. Someone we forget about, I think. Is Giovanni a little, Bernard really, still in the league? Giovanni Bernard, he had a nice day. He's going, <laughs> he had a couple of TDs and 69 yards rushing on 15 carries. But it was the Bengals receivers, Tyler Boyd and AJ Green, who were the difference. As for the Falcons, same old, same old. They are the best one and three team in pro football. I was going to ask yeah. that exact question. They're yeah. sitting at one and three, and it's like, these guys may have the best offense yep. in the league. Since week one, they're averaging 34.7 points per game, Charlie, per pro football focus, with Matt Ryan averaging 355 passing yards. But they can't just they can't seem to, to win. It's inexplicable. This game was eerily similar to that loss last week against the Saints at home. They lost by six in overtime. This team is doing their best impersonation of the LA Chargers. They cannot find ways. <laughs> yeah, just finding ways to lose. The seriously. NFC Chargers. They have the NFC Chargers. That's just such con- a great point. Continuing to find new methods uh, to not win a game. Because they were um, really hyped up before the year. Everyone was talking about their offense is unreal. Their defense yeah. could be good. Their defense is a banged up mess. Yeah. They're not doing anything. That's yeah. stopping anybody. Yeah, I was going through some preseason predictions today, and they had the NFC Championship Falcons at Vikings. So that needs a <laughs> little bit of reassessment. Um, Matty Ice... He had a nice day actually completing 40, 74% of his passes for 419 and three touchdowns. Usual customers balled out for the Falcons. Julio having 173 yards receiving and Sanu 111. The Bengals are now sitting atop the AFC North at 3-1, and one, holding the tiebreaker over your Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. And we're also 3-1 and one, with the Falcons at a lowly 1-3 and three in yeah, the NFC wow, South. Wow. I mean... They're going to have to turn things around. I don't know yep. who they have next week, but that is almost a must-win game yep. for the Atlanta Falcons. I think they're going against Pittsburgh, they which are. is they're at, they're at Pittsburgh, like the car crash bowl. Yeah, to see which team is just going to be eliminated from playoff contention the, by the, week five. The dumpster fire at Heinz Field. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jesus, so that's going to be one to watch. There will be points. Bet the over on that Absolutely, bad boy. Absolutely, <laughs> there will be points. There'll be zero defense, yeah. and uh, that's going to be exciting. And uh, for the last champagne football for the week, we had the Vikings at the Rams for Thursday Night Football. I actually had the chance to watch this game, and it did not disappoint. Let's skip it. First down, L.A. going for the whole thing. Cooks. Touchdown, L.A. Brandon Cooks. Have a night, Jared Goff. And I know I'm the 27th person to say this this week, but L.A. football is alive and well, and the greatest show on turf is back. I mean, there were a lot of people in that stadium. If you got to catch the game, we won't yeah. spend too much time on Thursday Night Football. Yeah. I'm sure you've all heard about it and uh, at nauseum. But, mm. man, these ramps. I, I, I mean, I don't think they're going to go 16-0, but they've yeah. got that 14-2 and two sniff about them, yeah, Chaz. Absolutely, they got the sniffles. And uh, uh, how about Jared Goff, by the way? 
perfect oh. passer rating on the most passing yeah. attempts. I'm going to give you a little stat, and we, we'll, we'll overlook this one, but I heard this on a, show, on a sports show on Saturday morning. Golf completed 26 for 33. That's great. That's 79% completion, right? That's pretty Threw good. Threw for 465 yards and five touchdowns. But when you actually look at it, 26 passes for 465 yards, that's an average of 17.88 yards per throw. God. That is the Rams offense right there. That is just Sean McVay, big play after big play. I mean, to yeah. just an offensive juggernaut in Todd Gurley, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks. I'm shaking my head in disbelief. They can they can kill you in so many different ways. Yeah. Todd Gurley. I mean, th- there's like three different players that could be. Or, yeah, three different players that could be MVP on this team. Aaron yeah. Donald's playing unreal next to uh, Dominican Michael Brockers. Yeah, Brockers also, also on the defense. Number ninety, love that number. And this is this is a team that's uh, got a banged up first corner in yeah. uh, Marcus Peters, yeah. and then Akeem Talib's on injured reserve should be coming back towards the end of the season. But you know they're missing some of their key players, and they're still able to beat up on these Vikings, who are now one, two, and one Super Bowl an favorites. Ugly, an ugly record. One, they two, and one. stink. They stink as well. I don't know what's going on down Gosh. there, but uh, Mike Zimmer's sort of Belichick impression isn't doing too well. At the moment. <laughs> they're keeping the Lions in at the Vikings. Yeah, they're North. The they are doing their very best to keep them in it. And uh, yeah, obviously on the other side of the ball, Kirk Cousins. He, you know, he had a great day as well. Seventy-two percent of his passes, four twenty-two yards, and three touchdowns. So. That Vikings receiving call, they're no scrubs either with Thielen and Diggs, both over 100 yards receiving, but it wasn't enough for the LA show. The Rams are now well clear in the NFC West, four and zip, uh, with Seattle the biggest threat in two and two, which is just humorous in itself, saying to yeah, be honest, well, because well. the rest of that NFC West is just straight up garbage. And that wraps up the uh, the champagne football. They were some crackers. They were some crackers, mate. Let's uh, move on to the Yana Goulds. These are the games that, uh, you know, you'll enjoy. Yep. Yeah. A to B. A to B. They'll, they'll get you there. Yep. Don't worry about it. Bit of seven, mate, for you. Chaz, let's start with the uh, New Orleans Saints. New Orleans. Traveling to MetLife Stadium to visit the New York Giants, uh, who were pretty keen on getting a win today. Uh, and they made no, make no mistake about it, despite the box score uh, where the Saints got up 33 to 18 and Alvin Kamara absolutely went out. Yep. 181 total yards, three touchdowns, including the dagger to uh, finish the game. Reese gives it to Kamara. He's got a huge open. And he's able to get past the secondary and take off for his third touchdown of the game. Pretty impressive by the Saints. I think they're really starting to cook. They're 3-1 and one yeah. now. After uh, and, under the, and under the radar, 3-1 and one too. I think so. And they get Mark Ingram back next week. They're... Uh, yeah, one of their top running backs to pair with Kamara. With Kamara, and they and they get the Redskins traveling to New Orleans on Monday Night Football. So that's a nice little gift as well. To Monday put Night the, Football to put them at four and one. Beautiful, that's, bit of extra time to prep. They're going to be doing great. That's got a stink all over it. Um, hey mate, the Giants on the other hand, they're one and three. They beat a lowly Texans team last week to get a bit of charge about them, but uh, now they've failed to score twenty points for the third time in four games. <laughs> It is very clear that this is not an explosive offense. I don't know if it's the line. I don't know if Eli's yeah. too old. But you got Saquon Barkley and uh, Odell Beckham Jr. there. You, you can't get much more help from your skill positions. So, yep. well, what, do you, what do you think it is? I mean, do you think it's Eli? I mean, I know you're obviously big on they should have drafted a quarterback and they shouldn't have gone Saquon for the running back position and, and they blew it. I mean, they do have a lot of offensive weapons. Sterling Shepard as well. 
Um, so they've got some nice pieces, but they just cannot find a way to put it together. I think a lot of it's to do with the offensive line. Eli Manning's not a great quarterback, but yep. he's even worse when he's got defensive linemen in his face for the yep. whole game. And yep. the Saints aren't exactly a strong defensive team, but they looked no. it today. They were getting to the quarterback despite not being able to do it for the first three weeks of the season. Yep. You got some problems if you make the Saints look good on defense. That's that's that's, that's enough of itself. I mean, hey, I'm not knocking Saquon Barkley. He can fly. He yep. flew over the offensive and defensive lines to score a touchdown. Yep. It was awesome. But uh, look, these Giants aren't a threat in the NFC East, which looks like someone's going to win it with like a eight and eight, nine and seven, don't, ten and six record. Don't say that. Philly's going to be fine. They lose the Titans. Everyone's up in arms about it. They're two and two. They're five hundred. Who cares? That's a nice segue to our next game. It's a nice segue to our nice game. It wasn't even intentional. This was an absolute cracker. I almost contested this for Champagne Football. Philadelphia at Tennessee. Zach, your boys, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Super Bowl hangover, people are saying. I disagree. Uh, were defeated uh, valiantly by the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee on Sunday, going down 26-23 to 23 in overtime. Now, this was one of your certainties for last week's multi. Absolutely cooked me <laughs> yeah. uh, at the line. <laughs> Zach, myself, Zach said minus, minus three. Philly at the line was, quote, unquote, an absolute lock. And uh, I backed him in. And uh, I trusted judgment. And uh, it did not work out for the best Mariota, rush, open, catch made. The Titans are going to win in overtime. Corey Davis. You started this game, and Eagle, the Eagles actually looked to be cooking well on offense in the first half. Hey, Jordan Matthews was back. He caught he, a 56 yard nice for one. a touchdown. He was Alshon Jeffrey great. was back. I'm just yeah. like, it's the whole Super Bowl cast. They're up and running. Carson Wentz is throwing off his body. Alshon Jeffries is going up to get it. Just straight up like Calvin Johnson, Mitts McGee. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Mariota said, no, no, not on my turf. <laughs> this kid's matured. Uh, yeah. What Mike Vrabel's got this team doing, he's got them all on the same page. He's, he's an early lock for coach of the year. We're going to talk about this as a, oh, I wouldn't as say a potential, the... potential little multi. You want to go against Andy Reid and Sean McVay with Mike Vrabel? Oh, come on. With, with those kind of guys, what, what he's doing with this Titans team is not to be ignored, along with Dirk Cutter for first coach five, but that's another story. Um, <clears throat> so essentially, we went to overtime. Uh, on 4th and 15, Mariota completed clutch throws to wide receiver Tawan Taylor, if that's his name. Another 4-4. Four and four. Close enough. They committed about 88 4th downs, the Titans, well, yeah, from they... regular regular time in and, and And similar to what happened with uh, the Colts, where they were going for it, yeah. it made a little bit more sense for the Titans to be going for it here, because if they punted it, they would have lost the game. Yep. Um, but yeah, they're in these 4th down situations, just going for it. And it killed me because there were two points where Philly just could have ended the game. Yeah. One, Mariota converts, but on the second, we give away a holding penalty. Yeah. Uh, it means they get a fresh set of downs, they get new life. And by the time they'd marched up to like the 20 yard line, I just could feel that we were going to lose the game. It's like the defense yeah. is gassed. They've been out there too long, they've gotten so close so many times. Um, and then, yeah, Mariota. Hey, he was looking good, man. I, he was look, looking real good. The advice I gave you going into this game was like, there's no way that the Titans are going to be able to put up more points than the Eagles because they haven't looked great over the past few weeks. Mm. But that's because Mariota's been playing through an injury. And mm. uh, today, he did not look as banged up. And yeah, we paid for it. So, Eagles 2-2. Two and two. Titans 3-1. and, three and one. Titans 3-1, and one, sitting atop the AFC South and with a big win over Jacksonville last week with that tiebreaker. So Are they a threat, Chaz? Are the, the Titans, Titans sneaking I, back into the playoffs? For me, they're a wild card on the road that could, that could pull off like a stunning win and then go to the divisional and just get pumped by the Patriots or something. That's, that's, that's where I see the Titans. That would be a huge win for this Titans yeah. franchise. Well, they beat the Chiefs last year. 
we're forgetting. Yeah, that's true. That that's was, that true. Was that was a surprise. Then I went win. to the went to the Pats and I got pumped. And they got pumped. Yeah. So, so I see a similar storyline. <laughs> I see a similar storyline for this year. But the Titans, they got no. Scr- hey, they got some good players on offense, but uh, we uh, we and the defense was playing well too. Credit yeah. to them. They they won that game absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, that's me next. Right. Hey, that's let's it. talk about the. Uh, the Browns and the Raiders. This was uh, an epic, another overtime game. Raiders get up 45-42. to 42. John Gruden wins his first game as a Raiders coach. Uh, it's good to since get a win. Uh, 2003? 2003. Took Tampa a little break Bay from Buccaneers. the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, and, and, well, yeah, his first win in, I what, like 10 years? Win, I like this winning, man. I like this feeling, this man. This is a good win, man. Yeah, this I is like a this team win. Spider, two white banana. Hey, I tell you what, this Derek Carr guy, he's, he's a good player, we, we, we man. He bounds by three in overtime. I'll tell you what. <laughs> We're Super Bowl contenders, win, man. First and goal from the Browns, seven. Carr from the shotgun. Throws, end zone. Touchdown, Jared Cook. To the end zone, and it is caught! Wow. Jordy nice. Nelson! We are tied at 42! Nice. Good for the Raiders to get a win. They've been competitive in most games. This was the first mm. one that they played right through to the end. Didn't give up the... Uh, didn't give up the lead because they didn't have the lead. The Raiders gave yeah. up their... Uh, sorry, the Browns gave up their lead. Um, but Cleveland just needed one more first down uh, at some point in the last quarter, and it would have been victory formation to cap off uh, their victory. But it appeared as though the Browns made that fourth or third down conversion, and then Bradley Char- sorry, with a chub run that got to the line, um, the officials measured it, and yep, first down. But after taking a closer look in the replay... Despite mm. what appeared to have been a, no conclusive evidence that Chubb was short, the call was overturned. So a lot of Brown supporters are saying that they got robbed. Yeah. I can't think they did. I don't know why they overturned it other than to give John Gruden a win. But um, To let the umpires leave that stadium alive. Yeah. I, I, I Look, I couldn't understand what they saw in the replay review to change the call. But, you know, what could you do? Did they get out the paper card that they had from last year against the Cowboys? Mate, this was worse than the paper card. This was just like a like, na- like a napkin. It was just like what is happening. If I was a yeah. Browns supporter, I'd be very pissed. And they're sitting at one, two, and one now, with a legitimate argument to be made that they should be four and zero. They should be undefeated. So they could be. A, they should they, be goddamn undefeated. I think they could be a pesky team going Mate, forward. They are. I'll tell you what, this hard knocks effect and Bacon Mayfield. I love this team. I never thought I'd say it in my in my twelve years watching football, but I love. Watching the Browns. It is fun watching the Browns, man. Yeah. Regardless of what happens, it's an entertaining game. Mayfield, yeah. uh, that's his first start. He only completed 51% of his passes, and he yeah. had four turnovers. But he was still shaking and baking. Yeah. He was making it happen. I mean, yeah. you don't put up 42 easily in the NFL. Exactly. Um, unless you play in the Oakland Raiders, evidently, or the Cleveland Browns. Derek Carr, on the other hand, looked pretty good. He had four touchdowns, 400 yards, a couple of picks. Yeah. And Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, he's still, he's still, he's still, he's still rumbling, bumbling, stumbling, 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 making a one. Uh, his uh, <laughs> 20 attempts, 130 <laughs> yards with a big uh, 52 yard run that he just ripped the heart out of there. Yeah. These Cleveland Browns, but uh, we'll see. We'll see, dude. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll, we'll see. see. It's, 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 a, it's a tantalizing storyline for the for the 2018 season. So does this take the pressure off John Gruden now that he's got that first W? Absolutely. They should feel very good about that 10 year contract for 100 million guaranteed. <laughs> 
for me, that was the writing on the wall, and they needed this win. Just to calm the fans. He, he will so, make hey, it to Las Vegas now. Exactly. We know what we're doing. Lock it in. Put the house in the Bellagio. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. So now we move on to another Yenana good with the Ravens traveling to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The much maligned Pittsburgh Steelers sitting at one and three. My God. Um, but let's stick on the Baltimore Ravens. One, two, and one. One, two, and one. Actually, good stuff. Zachy boy. The Baltimore Ravens. Zach's picking our AFC competition. Traveled to Pittsburgh on Sunday night. Big AFC North battle. Got the job done. Winning convincingly 26 to 14 on the back of just straight up baller, Justin Tucker. Oh, God. Jesus is Christ. Not, I mean, is he not the most entertaining he, kicker in the league he or is, what? He is just the biggest boss. I love everything about him. And, and in, in, a, in an era or a year where field goals are just the most unpredictable part of the game, uh, you know, Justin Tucker <laughs> has been fantastic. And <laughs> he, he had four field goals in the second half. Neither team scored a touchdown. And that was the difference. You got 26 14. So that's 14 14 and a half time. Three, four field goals. And that's the difference. So quick, quick math. Yeah. So that, quick math. Ravens QB Joe Flacco was at his very best. When he gets protection, he is unreal. He throws that beautiful deep ball. Humphrey, down the right side, wide open is John Brown for the touchdown. And here we go. I don't know if we're getting a shootout or not. It's almost like an arching. It's like a really high lob. Oh, tell and me, And it just Chaz. drops down. Tell me about it. You know, oh, he yeah. was making that run in 2015. He threw that ball to... 2012? To, uh, yeah, 2012. He threw that ball to Jacoby Jones in Denver. And it was just, you know, a thing of beauty. And, Dude, uh, he's got I great just, touch. Yeah, I mean, who could have touch. predicted at the start of the season that average Joe Flacco would have played like it was 2012? I yeah. tell you who, this fucking guy right here. <laughs> I had a good feeling about Joe. I yeah. had a good feeling about these Ravens. They were pissed that they didn't make the playoffs last year. Uh, they're playing like an elite AFC team. Mm. And I got to say, is Joe Flacco right now the second best quarterback in the AFC? No. Tell me two better Tom quarterbacks. Terrific. Well, no, Tom okay. Terrific. Should I say. Who has played the best in the first four games ah, of this season? Aside from Mahomes, you go with uh, Tannehill. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's going to point this week. You go with Flacco. Yeah, with that's Flacco. it. He's been yeah. playing lights out, and the defense is looking great. Yeah. Um, Eric Weddle, former Charger, now playing uh, He's safety. Shave, shave that beard, dude. I love Seriously. his beard. Oh see, I can see it from the camera. It's he absurd. Was, he was pumped after yeah. the game. Well, he's pumped oh. not to be on the Chargers because they actually know how to win. Um, yeah. So that's good. <laughs> But uh, Ravens QB Joe Flacco at his very best, completing sixty six percent of his passes for three sixty three and two TDs. That Ra- that Raven receiver John Brown, uh, ex Arizona Cardinals wide receiver number thirteen, he he's, he balled out. He's got he's got speed. Yeah, and, and they they had Mike Wallace last year, couldn't make it happen. Yeah. Eagles have him now, and I think there's a common denominator here. Yeah, Mike Wallace may not be a great player. Just put it out there. Just put it yeah, out there. Yeah, okay. And that uh, John Brown, in fact, is doing exactly what they needed Mike Wallace to do last year. It's opening up this offense. They're looking yep. great. They are looking great. they got some really nice pieces. The Ravens' D also giving Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger fits throughout the game with defensive back Anthony v- Levine cutting on an Antonio Brown route for a vital pick towards the end of the game. Roethlisberger had 274 yards passing off 27 of 47, one TD and a pick. And I tell you, the absence of Le'Veon Bell who continues to sit out uh, with these contract negotiations, is certainly being felt. The Steelers had 19 total rushing yards against this Baltimore defense. And I'm not That's... Not, yeah, I'm not taking anything away from the Baltimore D, but 19 yards rushing is not going to help you out in the passing game. And that really hurt the Steelers in the second half. Uh, wide receiver Antonio Brown had five catches for 62, but it wasn't enough. And alarm bells are starting to sound 
in Absolutely. Pittsburgh. There's always drama surrounding Pittsburgh, and you hear it every year. Last mm. year, um, I think Big Ben had a bad game, and he came off saying something like, maybe I don't have it anymore. Yeah, he threw five picks against... Um, Is Jacksonville? Yeah, Jacksonville. Yeah. He threw five picks, yeah. yeah. They, won, they lost like 35-3. to three. And uh, this week, he had this to say... No, I don't think I'm on the same page as anybody right now because I'm not playing well enough. So I don't know if he's talking about mm. the offensive line, his receivers, his running back. Oh, Connor wasn't playing too great this week, as he said, less than yeah, 20 Connor. yards. Not I, ideal. I said from the get-go, Connor wasn't good. <laughs> he had a sniff uh, about him. Uh, it makes me wonder, Chaz, who is more desperate for a win next week, uh, Atlanta or the Steelers? Oh, the Steelers, 100%. Atlanta's won three. I, I get that, but I'm saying just the way each club is playing, the Pittsburgh Steelers, if they don't get to get together next week, they're in a world of hurt because the Falcons have been very close against quality teams. I yeah. think the Steelers just haven't looked like they're anywhere near it. There were throws Roethlisberger was just straight up missing Antonio Brown, which never happens. Yeah, like They true. always hit each other. They're like the Rodgers-Nelson combo. But... Uh, yeah, the Steelers, this is huge. If they don't win this game, it's just, the, the season's gone. And when the only I mean, team you've beaten is the Bucks, yeah, you've got, yeah. You've got concerns. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah. ooh, ooh, ooh. What's going to happen to the Steelers? Are they out of the playoffs? Who knows? Too early to say, but we're only at the quarter mark of the year. Chaz, uh, let's let's talk about the last game of uh, the Yenna Lions at Dallas. Unfortunately, going down 24-26. However, they kept my multi alive. We'll talk about that at the end of the game. Lions fall to 1-3. Dallas 2-2. Two two, tied for equal second in the division. Mm. Cowboys have looked pretty pitiful on offense this year, Chaz. Am I yep. right? Absolutely right. I Which, told you that from the get-go. Yeah, and I agreed. It was yep. pretty funny. Last week, Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys, quite an outspoken man, Jerry. Darren Downs. Uh, he compared the... Uh, Cowboys to the Rams. And also the Cowboys Bears to the 85 Bears. Yeah, <laughs> dead set. It, it, it's insane. Um, I'm not sure what about the Rams he thinks that, like maybe the maybe the Jeff Fisher Rams. Yeah, I think so. When they had Todd Gurley and, yeah. and an average quarterback. Like the, like the Sam Bradford era. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe that's I, I what see that. Talking about. I think the closest comparison he could make was uh, they they had uh, a Tavon Austin, and now yeah. now we have Tavon Austin. <laughs> so, so when you take that into consideration, I think we are the uh, Super Bowl favorites. Are, are quite similar. Um, the great thing about Dallas is they finally started to feed Ezekiel Elliott, the star running back mm. for the star team. Uh, they finally did it on Sunday. He led in both rushing and receiving, twenty five carries, one hundred and fifty two yards. And four catches for 88. He scored one touchdown on an absolute beauty. Now they're going to set it up to Elliott. Trying to get to the edge. Does so. Ezekiel Elliott on his way. Diving. Touchdown. So you got to love it. Just feed him. Just feed Zeke. He's your best player no matter what. And uh, when you're playing 240 total TD. Uh, sorry. 240 total yards in a TD is absolutely delicious. Hey, Golden Tate had a terrific game too. We were talking last Golden week. Golden Tate is uh, Holiday, yeah, their best receiver. It's Golden Tate. He uh, finished off with eight catches, 132 yards, two TDs. Let the Cowboys know about it. High stepping into the end zone in a the, loss. The disrespect in a loss is is uh, is tough to overcome for him. But uh, look. Lions one and three. The Cowboys ran through the Lions. It's surprising yeah. that the Pats didn't decide to run the ball against the Lions because that's clearly how to beat this team. Um, Stafford, should thrown, yeah, should have thrown Josh McDaniels in that in that running game. No, Matt Patricia's set. defense. And any anything it do anything. Um, Matt Stafford did as Matt Stafford does. Yeah, uh, he eighty percent completion yeah. off uh, 24, uh, 24 of thirty. 
307 yards, yeah. two TDs, no picks, but uh, the Lions could not get the W. Yeah, devastating for them. Then out one and three, pretty much cooked in the NFC North. Good and, luck, uh, yeah. You know, you're losing to Dallas in an offensive shootout. Yeah, it's another, yeah. it's another alarm bells Pittsburgh job. Uh, but uh, Matt Patricia, you wonder how long he's got to uh, to get this get, to get this team together because well, he's four games in. I mean, I what? get that, but it's one and three, and you know the NFL. They they don't yeah. take any prisoners. They they're going to be barking if they're you know if they're kind of two and six range. How what record would the Lions have to have in your mind for them to justifiably fire Matt Patricia? Patricia. Three and thirteen. Okay, so if he went like five and eleven, five and eleven, he'd still sneak through. Yeah, sneak that's through. like a cheeky Thanksgiving. Probably beat the Packers, and <laughs> then you know they'll get a few ones. But I I just think that three and thirteen, it's like it's three over. Three and thirteen, they're go over. back to Foxborough. Yeah. Get that pencil sharpened. All right, um, just, let's <laughs> move it on. Let's move on to the stinkers. Oh, the stinkers. And to be honest, if you're a Chicago Bears fan, this was not a stinker. This is pretty much a Super Bowl. Three down and goal. They try the same play again. And this time a touchdown to Taylor Gabriel. The sixth touchdown pass in this game for Trubisky, who had 12 starts a year ago through seven. <laughs> the, Tampa, point. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers visited the Chicago Bears, the informed team of the NFC, with uh, what a matchup this was. I mean, 24 carat fits magic in the air was nowhere to be found, to be honest. That was a uh, very good slip in by me. You made the joke during the week, but I took it. And uh, I, was, I was giving you credit. I wasn't ever going to yeah. just leave it a go. Yeah, that's fine. Before I dig into the games, I did watch uh, Dirk Cotter's uh, press conference, the Bucks head coach, going into <laughs> this show. And uh, they asked him about the performance, and he said everyone on this on that field should have been fired. And uh, and, and then he goes, it starts with me. And uh, everyone was, said, yeah, not wrong. Yeah, no worries. Uh, you'll be out next week. The Bucks just got their asses handed to them. There's no other way to put it. They went down to Chicago 48 to 10. In a good old-fashioned spanking. Bears quarterback Mitch Trubisky looked like Aaron Rodgers. He threw six touchdowns. Just absolute gorgeous passes. Dude, he had five in the first half. This guy I was know. like, I thought he was a bust. I'm getting to that. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, Sorry. No, 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 I was just excited. No, no. They were. They were up 35-3 to with five minutes remaining in the second quarter. Dude, the highlights looked like someone had set the Dude. Bucks defense to pro on Madden. I'm not mm. even kidding. That the Bucks defense was disgraceful. Pretty much witches hats, and <laughs> Trubisky had his absolute way. And like I said, looked like Aaron Rodgers. Khalil Mack, that guy from Oakland, uh, has pretty much ignited this entire Bears defense. If there I was mean, ever a, a defensive player who was going to win MVP, which almost never happens, yeah, I think only one has done it. Was it Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor? Taylor? It's got to be Khalil Mack, right? It has to be. Th- this Bears defense might be the best in the league. Yeah. Absolutely. They can kill you in a lot of different ways. He's a modern-day Lawrence Taylor, dude. Absolutely. Dude, he's had four forced fumbles, won a game through the whole – like, it's unbelievable. That's just not something you do. I know. And I don't know if they can keep it up, but if they do, this is going to be a historically great defense. Absolutely. They're 3-1. and They're feeling pretty chippy. Yeah, Vic Fangio, defense coordinator. He's no scrub, and they've been awesome, and they've just completely shaped this whole day. I love Khalil Mack in the Bears kit. I just love everything great. about it. It's Soldier Field as well. I just love like traditional football. I was frothing the whole thing. If I'm uh, a Bears fan, I'm pumped. I'm pumped oh. about this team. This is the kind of team that goes far in the playoffs too. If yep. you can get decent to average to decent quarterback play out mm. of Mitch Trubisky, which, I mean, clearly he, he played like an absolute superstar today, but in mm. the past he's been up and down a bit like Blake Bortles. Yep. 
If you can get some consistency out of him, this absolutely is the kind of team that yep. could make a, a serious run in the playoffs. It could be a wild card, sort of 10-6 mm. team. Mm. I mean, I love it. I'll, I'm pumped for the Bears. It's gonna be, and let's talk about it. Just quickly, Tariq Cohen, the Bears running back, he balled out. He had 174 all-purpose yards and a touchdown. Taylor Gabriel from the Falcons, the Bears receiver, great pickup. He's just spreading the field beautifully. And uh, yeah, everything was working on beautiful, on all sides of the ball for the Bears. On the other side, the Bucks bends Fitch Magic in the second half. Uh, Fitch Magic's over. Back to Hodwall. Fitch Magic is over. And uh, this train is stopping at all stations, bringing the absolute hack Jameis Winston in in the second half. Uh, their former first-round pick of 2015. He was suspended for the first three games this year after inappropriately touching a female Uber driver back in March 2016. Safe to say the only thing he was touching was Khalil Mack because uh, that Bears defense got real comfy with him. They did. He gave up two picks. Um, look, for Ryan Fitzpatrick, I feel bad. We we had fun. Mm. I think he's earned himself that backup $10 million contract next year, which yeah. I think he was just he was gunning for, that Josh McCowan cash. Uh, anytime you get benched for Jameis Winston, though, it's... You may as well retire. You may as well retire. And, of course, Jameis Winston was benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, really, this is just a cycle of bad quarterback play. It's, it's a circle. And uh, the Bucks only putting up 10 um, oh, at 2 and 2 are now looking a little bit more like the team we thought they were. I don't yeah, know they're, what... They're back to reality. If they're going to be able to turn it around. But I, I, I don't... I, Jameis Winston strikes no fear in me. Ryan yep. Fitzpatrick, I just assumed, if they kept him on and for whatever reason he had just one of those magical seasons like he did in 2015 with the Jets, then, hey, maybe they'd be a threat. All of a sudden, in a stacked NFC South, mm. I, I don't see the Bucks making it out. No, absolutely not. And I think as soon as they put in um, Jameis Winston, you're essentially throwing the whole season away. I mean, at least give Fitzpatrick another <laughs> game. Give him another game, for God's sakes. I mean, he's balled out the first two weeks. You can't just bend like... Bench him halfway through. Put bloody Winston in. It's an absolute joke. I couldn't agree more. But it's it's official. Um, he's he will be the starting quarterback for Week Five. And hey, good luck to you. Yeah, good luck to you, Dirk Cutter. You said you should be firing the whole offensive staff. Uh, I think that might I be true. His mates have got Dirk Cutter in a multi for first coach fire. They must be putting up big cash because he's doing what he can to help that multi get up by by putting Winston in. Well, it's like you get two wins yeah. to start the season. You beat Pittsburgh and Philly, and now, yeah. now you can't play. If sh- they're like, uh, yeah, they're just... drinking their own bathwater. Absolutely. No good. Chaz, let's move on. 49ers, Chargers. Oh, God. Uh, this one featured on your multi. Chargers, heavy favorites yeah. um, hosting the 49ers. <laughs> I think there might have been like 38 to like 50 Chargers fans there, which was really exciting to see. Um, a lot of 49ers fans, of course, making the trip. Jumped out to a big 14-point lead in uh, the first quarter. I'm watching the game thinking, don't tell me, CJ, but ah, it's going to be making things happen with Kyle Shanahan and that offense. But He, he um, is hard to beat. Yeah, he's tough, man. He's, he's very dangerous. His Fortunately, name, name's Beat Hard. Um, is that, what's his name? His name's Beat Hard. Beat Hard. Beat Hard. Hard to beat. <laughs> That's very good. That's why they brought him in. Uh, he had 298 yards, two touchdowns. That's not bad. He can keep the offense moving. Phillip Rivers, uh, <laughs> 250 yards, three scores. Looked great. Defense snagged, two interceptions. Melvin Gordon was looking great. Caleb Sturgis missed two <laughs> extra points, which are given. <laughs> and I think this is just becoming routine for the Chargers. They cannot seem to get consistent play out of their kickers. It just stinks. Uh, the fact that they got pushed by CJ Bathard at home. <laughs> yeah. like, imagine being a Chargers fan. You would you would go to every game. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen today. It is, I have zero clue. It we, is a crapshoot with this yeah. team. And they were a trendy sort of, uh, they're coming out of the AFC. They yeah. could be a Super Bowl team. The, the, yeah. the pieces are going to come together. Head coach Anthony Lynn's going to make things yeah. happen. 
But the charge is going to charge. Look, they're two and two, which is a lot better than zero and four last year. Um, but uh, look, I think I'm uh, just glad they won this game, and we'll see what happens if they can tighten up things on the special yeah. teams. I don't think you should be letting CJ Bathard come within a field goal of winning the game. But uh, a few questions that have been asked. Absolutely. Well, I mean, what do we make of the 49ers now, Chaz? As well, like, are they, uh, they going to do anything? <laughs> no, I don't think they'll be doing anything. Uh, they'll be. I guess making Pete Carroll feel a little bit better that they're not going to be finishing close to the Cardinals in the NFC West. I think Cardinals, the Cardinals looked okay. Um, they nearly beat the, the Seahawks. Uh, oh, the Cardinals with, know with how to lose, though. They are they good. They do. They are they good do. at losing. But Josh Rosen looked okay. So I think the Niners, the NFC West is just hilarious because you've got this juggernaut on the Rams and the rest is just absolute crap. They're a little so, bit like the AFC East. Yeah, or the NFC East for me. Oh, yeah. I, I get yeah. you. Oh, well, I'll take the compliment on the yep. Eagles. Um, mate, yeah, that, that, I mean, that wraps it up for uh, 49ers Chargers. Didn't have much more to say. Yeah, there's not much else to took say, care of, to took be care honest. Of business. Um, moving bit. on to uh, Miami at New England, which many penciled in as an absolute guarantee for the Dolphins uh, to go 4-0 with a, with, a, with a New England team, uh, you know, really being asked a few questions at 1-2, and two, and is the dynasty over? And everyone just questioned Tom Brady. Miami didn't have a good record at New England. Don't normally play too well there. But uh, this is Tom Brady's town in Foxborough, and boy, did he remind them of it. Uh, the Patriots beaten down on the Dolphins. I was about to say division division rival, but the Patriots haven't had a division rival since we were about eight years old. Uh, he was Tom Terrific, Tom Brady, once again. He had 23 for 35, 274, and three gorgeous touchdowns. The receiving game was back. Philip Dorsett caught a few balls. Great to see Josh Gordon. He said he's feeling as comfortable as ever the much maligned receiver out of the Cleveland Browns. James White also had some nice production. And Sonny Michelle, giving the guy, giving the Patriots a nice little offensive spark in the running game. 100, 100 yards. 112 yards and a touchdown. The, no, the number 31 pick in this year's draft, Sonny Michelle. And, you know, the Patriots' defense, they were stifling, forcing punt after punt for the Dolphins, holding them to 191 yards through four quarters. Ryan Tannehill was back to being Ryan Tannehill. He threw 100 yards at 55% of one pick, which we could have done. And uh, the Patriots, they're back to 500. They're 2-2, two and two, and they host, they host the Colts this Thursday night in Foxborough. So just pencil that one in, booze. Let me back to a winning record, Charlie. I was going into this game thinking, look, the Dolphins are 3-0. and It's a statement game for them. If mm. they beat the Patriots, they'll be taken seriously. They had some dodgy wins over the Raiders, uh, yeah. the Jets. And the Titans in that. The Titans. The, the like five-hour delayed, rain-delayed game. Yeah. Um, so, so some big teams. You know, a lot of Dolphins fans thinking, hey, we might be onto something here. We're undefeated. Yeah. We're looking pretty sexy right now. We're going up against the Pats. We're marching into Foxborough. And Ryan Tannehill, yeah. Adam Gase are going to make things happen. They didn't score a point until Brock Osweiler was thrown in at garbage time. <laughs> And happened to score a touchdown. I didn't see that he came into the game. That really? Is, that is how bad their offense is. But he was still is. Houston. That, God. The Brock Osweiler was playing <laughs> and threw a TD. I mean, the man knows how to play the Pats. He did it so well with the, <laughs> those Denver Broncos back in the day. It's the most vintage Dolphins thing to do, though. Oh, to be God, 3 0, and then everyone's like, this team. I tell well, you they, what, they, 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 they take, could be onto something. Yeah, here. this AFC. You know, the Frank Gore. I thought they'd at least well. put up some points. Adam Gase yeah. is pretty creative as a as a head coach yeah. on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, you just expect them to put up something more than zero with your starting yeah, quarterback. You do. But you do. Anyway, the Patriots back to the Patriot way and mm. get a yeah, thirty-eight to seven victory. Chaz, we were talking about it a little bit earlier. Let's move along to the Seahawks 
And the cats. The dumpster fire. Yeah, uh, absolute stinker of a game. Uh, as the title of the segment suggests, yeah. the Cardinals 0-4 uh, lost to the Seahawks, who are now sitting 2-2. Two and two, and, Sitting yeah, pretty. They're feeling comfy. It's going to get the job done. Um, they win 20-17. to 17, Probably a little <laughs> bit too close <laughs> for comfort, to be honest. They won on a field goal at the end of the game. Big Seabass knocked it back mm. from over 50 yards after Chaz missing a That's couple. boy. Earlier in the game, yeah, that's my boy who needs a bigger shirt. I he's tell a, you that he's a late. He is a big unit. Two hundred sixty pounds of him. God love him. I love the sea bass. <laughs> um, hey, Seahawks running back Chris Carson was dealing with a hip injury. Mike Davis picked up the slack. He ran for hundred and one yards. Couple of touchdowns. Career yeah. highs for him. Um, Russell Wilson uh, even threw out a block on one of Davis's uh, big runs Jeez. towards the towards the end zone. Let's take a listen. Yeah, so a big day out for the Seattle offense. Rosen, on the other hand, starting his first game for the Arizona Cardinals, being picked uh, in the first round, number 10 of this year's draft. 15 of 27 for 180 yards and a touchdown. Uh, But his receiving core also dropped a lot of passes. Mm. Um, He also watched kicker Phil Dawson miss a 45-yard field goal um, with the game tied with less than two minutes remaining in regulation. Come on, Phil. I know, big Phil. Phil. You know, Phil's been in the game for a while, hasn't he? Dawson's Creek. Yeah. More than that. How old do you reckon he is? He's, he, he's about 37. He's about old as dad, I reckon. Sean Alexander. Yeah. He's not 63. Well, he's kicking he like it. he is. Yeah, yeah. dead set. I mean, you can't be missing them. You're a veteran, dude. Seabass yep. went out there, showed you how it was done. But still, these Seahawks, obviously, as we spoke earlier, they lost Earl Thomas. Um, devastating injury. He flipped them the bird to let him know. Everyone the bird, by the way. It wasn't just Pete Carroll. It was Russell Wilson. The water it was boys. Mike Davis. Yeah. It was the water boys. It was the physio. Was a running backs coach? Yep, all of them. Screw you all. Offensive coordinator. I'll, I'll be in Dallas. Offensive coordinator deserves it the most. Well, yeah, but we're going to get the bird anyone in Seattle. Yeah, dead yeah. set. <laughs> Who is it? Is it Marty Schottenheimer? I think it's Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was North, North Turner. I saw him in a hoodie somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's always around the league. <laughs> He's always floating. Somewhere. You're like, oh, okay, North is the is the coordinator here. Great. This will be a team that will put up uh, 17 <laughs> points a game. He brings things as offense. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to another stinker. This wasn't a stinker. The Packers beating the Bills 22 to zip at Lambeau. This was a... This oh. was a an offensive showing. This was uh, <laughs> 22 against the Bills. Let's slow down a bit. The, the greatest show on Lambo. Uh, at the start of the show, it's like, can you make it five minutes without comparing good quarterback play to Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> that's, that's, the every, that's the benchmark. That's the benchmark. That's the same thing every game. You're such yeah. a Packers homer. <laughs> oh my God. So, yeah, the Bills, uh, after a huge win over the Vikings, really, really setting themselves up for a, a big game against, uh, against the, the Green Bay Packers. And uh, the Packers had that chat yellow Brown and blue kit. I don't know who's rocking that, but it, know, it yeah. just stinks. It's, it's meant to be like their vintage jersey, but yeah, just, I get that, that, there's but a reason terrible. they changed it. Right. Yeah. It stinks. Yes. It looks like a way worse version of the Browns. Yeah. It's terrible. I don't know why they keep doing it. Uh, I might comment on one of the Packers fan pages on Insta soon. Hope it gets picked up. But yeah. uh, <laughs> let's not take away from this. Let big, let's not take away from this big win. Um, the Packer back to 500, a 22 uh, zip shutout of the Bills. Oh, they're 2 1 and what, aren't they? They are. They are, no. They're, they're one. They're one. Uh, they're two one. Yeah. They're two one and one. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, so that's, above five hundred. That's better. Uh, above five hundred and uh, just sitting behind the Bears. Nice little buffer uh, in front of the Vikings behind the Bears. Um, that's my second one for the show. Uh, Rogers was completing perfect passes as always. Jimmy Graham, the Packers' tight end, caught his first receiving touchdown as a Packer. 
And Devontae Adams and say Geronimo Allison both had steady games, 80 say. yards receiving. Geronimo. Say. Geronimo. Saw uh, the big fella Jimmy Graham jump up for the Lambo leap too. I bet that felt yeah, great. He thoroughly yeah. enjoyed that. part of the culture now. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't know what offense is coming from Seattle. Um, So it was good. And as for the Bills, their season of inconsistency continues. After such a great performance last week, they could only manage 209 yards of total offense. Uh, with Bills QB, Josh Allen throwing two picks. And LaShawn McCoy, their leading rusher with 24 yards. Wowee. Uh, Wowee. Uh, Just yeah, no Le- good. Is LaShawn McCoy maybe over the hill? I don't know. No, but I think Sh- Shady's still got some cuts. This game was all about the Packers' D, wasn't it, Chaz? Yeah. They, they crushed it. When you, when yeah, you, they balled the, out. F- first shutout since 2010. Yeah. Um, I think they sacked Allen seven times, mm. which is impressive. Kyla Fackrell. Uh, one of the better names in the uh, NFL, Kyler Sackrell. He's a good player. More like Kyler Sackrell, mate. Well, he was drafted in 2016. He'd only had five sacks since then. Had three against Big Joshy Allen. So watch out. Wowee. And, and Josh Allen's hard, hard to tackle, man. Hey, he's a big he's a big unit. He's elusive. Yeah, he's bigger yeah. than Seabass. But Seabass. Uh, good on Clay Matthews. No... Yeah. Roughing the passer this Yeah, this I think he's really picked Save up them his the tackling game. technique. He's, yep. he's gone back to the basics. He's working with Mike Patton in the defense corner, just, just you know, focusing on on the uh, on the fundamentals of tackling. So it's good to see they've worked on that in practice, um, kind of just slapping the quarterback now, almost like a touch footy type job. So well, they need uh, to just put some flags around their waist that you pull out to yeah, say yeah, it's yeah. a sack or I think, something. I think that's what, that is what they're going with. So the Packers, yeah, big uh, big result for them, sitting behind the Red Hot Bears, and the Bills are sitting at third in the AFC East at one and three. One and three. Not four, third. Yeah, they're third. Oh, good good on them. Good well, on us. Yeah, they're, they're, I they're, equal third with the Jets. Equal third with the Jets. Yeah, uh, very good. Yeah, very good. Speaking of Chaz, the Jets visited the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, and took a loss, twelve to thirty-one. Bortles yes. was throwing the ball all over the place. Um, so had a stinker last week against the Titans. Killed yep. the Pats the week before. Maybe he just plays well against the AFC East. I don't know, but he racked up three hundred eighty-eight yards, two touchdowns, with a pick. Blake Bortles back in action. Uh, can we can we actually question why or how this happens with Bortles? Like last week, they put up six yards, uh, six points of time. Felt like six yards. Total offense, and then he comes out the next week and balls out. I, I don't I don't understand it. Chaz, I don't have the answers, mate. Blake Bortles is one of the most inconsistent quarterbacks, and if you make the playoffs and you're a Jags fan, you've just got to hope. It's like a roll yep. of the dice. Are we going to get good Bortles this week or bad Bortles? Yeah. Um, that's that's all they can really hope for. The defense made life miserable for rookie quarterback Sam Darnold of the Jets. Uh, he was sacked three times, just completed 50% of his passes. Mm. Jags D is very good. Might only be second to the Bears at the moment. Yep. Yeah, that's probably fair. Uh, it was just a weird game for the Jets, though. L- let me run you through this, Chaz. I was watching it, and uh, they're trailing 25-3, to and Bowles mm. had his team kick a field goal. Um, before the field goal, the Jets trailed by three possessions. After the field goal, they still trailed by three possessions. Mm. Why are you not going for it? Why are you not trying to win? And this is kind of the difference between him and Frank Wright. Like, if you're going to take a loss, take it valiantly. At least, like, yeah. know that you were going for it. And then again, trailing 25-12 to 12 with 4.33 remaining in the game, Bowles had his team punt on fourth and six. Before the punt, his team travel- trailed by two possessions. And after the punt... The Jets ran one offensive play. 
and then the game was over. So it's where like, was that not? fourth and six from though? You know, they uh, might have been backed up. I don't know, man. Yeah, they might have uh, been. They might have been backed up. All I'm saying is, you get a punter to yeah. a guy who racked up yeah. 388 yards against yeah, yeah, yeah. you. The you, Jets you, just aren't going for it. Yeah, you don't want to be punting to Bortles. He's just gonna. He's just gonna churn you up. Maybe it's just at home. Maybe he loves. He loves. Yeah, he loves Jacksonville. Well, they like they, they, they the, the Titans came to Jacksonville. Oh, did they? And beat them, yeah. Oh, okay. I got no, I got no that's answers the thing for about you. the Titans and the Jags. And the Jags, <laughs> it's going to be great to see next week. They go to Kansas City. Oh. Boy, oh, boy, is Patrick Mahomes going to light them up. But here's the thing. Oh, it's going to be good. Jalen Ramsey, got to be good. Here's the thing. The Chiefs' defense still stinks. I yeah. mean, C- Case Keenan put up 24 against them. Imagine what uh, old Blake Bortles on a good day is going to mm. do to that Chiefs' D. But this, this is a way. Remember, this is a way. And, okay. and uh, Arrowhead I, I, Stadium. I, I don't think Bortles keeps up with Mahomes. I, as, bad as, the, sure? as bad as the Chiefs' D is, I just do not see it Because happening. that might be the equalizer is like yeah. Jags' D's elite and Chiefs' D sucks. But the mm. Chiefs' offense is elite, mm. and the Jaguars' offense generally sucks. Yeah, it's what do we go one. with? That? I'm, not, not, a... I'm not touching that one. Yeah, I'm not. That's a stay away that from me. Stay I don't away. know how to bet that. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, hey, Chaz, that wraps mm. us up for uh, week five, four, four. quarter mark of the NFL season. Let's kick it into third down. Third down. Uh, we're going to do something a little bit different at the quarter mark of the season. We're going to review some of the biggest storylines that have been debunked from the preseason, and uh, we're going to give away some of the surprises at this mm. point in the year and uh, things so that much. we're maybe not surprised about. Mm, not so much. So to start with the preseason storylines that just aren't so defense wins championships. I tell you what, Skip, the role of the defense coordinator is dying. Uh, NFL research confirmed this week that passing records have been set through the four weeks in completions. Completion percentage, passing touchdowns, and passing yards. With QB passer rating set at 94.7, entering the Chiefs-Broncos game more than three points higher than the previous record. Wow. Put that in the book. Number two, the Chargers are a top three favorite in the AFC for the Super Bowl. (laughs) I got something to say. The LA Chargers are not winning the Super Bowl this year. (laughs) They barely beat CJ Bethard. Uh, hey, Bethard can play. Bethard, continue to make mistakes when it counts. This team just hasn't found a way to put it together. They are 2-2, two and two, better than their own four start last year. But uh, the Chiefs and Broncos, they're, they're a lock for the 1-2 and two seed in that AFC West. Ooh, uh, that's I, a hot take. I just do not see the Chargers pulling the piece together come Jan. They're not making the playoffs, let alone the Super Bowl. Whoa, headline, all round. Headline three, this Buffalo Bills team is now AJ McCarron's. Or Nathan Peterman's. Is that sorry? That was a preseason headline. That was a preseason headline. One of my favorite preseason headlines: the Bills being placed in the trustworthy hands of AJ McCarron following Tyrod Taylor being traded to the Browns. He's not even the quarterback there anymore. He was traded before Week One, and now this is Josh Allen's world, and we're all living in it. Unfortunately, <laughs> same result for this Bills team. They're one and three in the AFC East, and uh, just another cracking preseason storyline that did not come to fruition. It's a shame that we couldn't see Nathan Peterman be thrown out there for yeah. four more picks. Uh, yeah. I really enjoyed watching him play. It was yeah. always a lot of fun. I was thinking about him for fantasy, but we'll see. <laughs> Jazz, let's talk about some of the uh, big surprises and non-surprises. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll start and allow you to retort with some mm. information of your own. Mm. Um, biggest surprise for me at the start of the season was the fact that Khalil Mack was traded at all. That was a surprise. Yeah. That was huge. That was, that was absolutely huge. I and what it's agree. led to is the Bears being legit, which is an even bigger surprise. It will go down as one of the most lopsided trades in NFL history. Well, they gave up two first-round picks for an elite player, but this elite player is turning out to be the most influential non-quarterback in yeah. the league. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. He, he's changed that entire defense. He's changed his whole football team. And they're going to make a deep run in January, as you said before. God, they're fun to watch. 100% they're fun to watch. And uh, even as a Packers fan, I can say that confidently. What is not a surprise is the Giants. They still suck. Uh, <laughs> they still stink. They still stink. Eli um, Manning stinks. All the offseason hype about Saquon. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year chat. Odell Beckham getting his act back together after doing some marijuana in Paris with some model. Uh, I remember seeing the Stephen A. Smith rant on first take. One of the greats. Stay off. Uh, oh! And, uh, yeah, they're still garbage. They're 1-3 in the NFC East. They just uh, It's just really depressing watching them play football. I watched a bit of the Saints-Giants game. Fun. And they never look like winning. That's no. the problem. And it's just... It's just a car crash. You want Big Blue Giants. to be, I mean, I don't as an Eagles supporter, but you want yeah. Big Blue to be cooking because mm. it's a fun franchise. But yeah. no, this is not the one in like sort of five years that they're good. Yep. Um, so maybe next year. Maybe next year. Who knows? Yep. Dude, my uh, third, uh, what a matter, let's say second big surprise, Le'Veon Bell has not been traded yet. Mm. I thought this would happen for sure because he's not playing. They don't want to extend him. Or what's the point? You may as well get some value for him at least. Yep. Uh, but it appears that they're just at a stalemate, and he's still holding out. He's not playing. He's giving up $900,000 every game he doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Apparently, their rumor mill is he may be coming back week seven. Ooh, By then, okay. will, will he actually be playing for the Steelers? Will they want to play with him? Uh, will yeah. it even matter for them? By then, if they'd have beat Atlanta this week, they're in dire straits. Yeah. Big surprise, Le'Veon Bell still holding out. Yep. And uh, my no surprise is the Cowboys still can't get anything on offense. This is not an NFC bashing segment. Um, and NFC they did is bashing. They did have they did have some points against the Lions, but uh, for me, Dak Prescott still uh, hasn't really, uh, I, I guess, positioned himself to be that quarterback that everyone can really trust. Really? Unless Zeke is really functioning on offense, I just don't see how this guy can be their future for the next five or ten years. Absolutely. I mean, this is the first time in a while that Dak Prescott's put more than 200 passing yards yep. in the books, and it came off the back of 240 all-purpose yards from Ezekiel Elliott. So yep. if you need that level of production every week to put up a couple mm. of hundred yards, then uh, you know, you're in trouble. Exactly. Uh, mate, uh, big surprise. Patrick Mahomes, MVP yep. candidate. Yep. I mean, who saw this coming? No one saw it coming. I saw some predictions uh, this morning and some preseason storylines. They had the Chiefs at 8-8, eight eight, third in the AFC West behind. The Broncos 9-7 and seven, and the Chargers 11-5. and five. Oh, God. My Thank God. goodness we didn't put out preseason <laughs> predictions. <laughs> Boy, the Steelers are going to win the yeah, Super Bowl and the Vikings are going to yeah. host it. 13 and 3 the Steelers with Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Dead set. Oh, thank goodness. Um, my God. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, and uh, my last no surprise. Uh, for me, it's not really a surprise. The Texans. It's not a surprise. The Texans stinks. Yeah, the Texans stink. And it's not, but you pick them yeah. to be better than the Ravens in the AFC against me. Uh, and I think we might have. Well, no, it, I'm on saying it. this is a quarter mark surprise, but they could turn it around, which I'm confident they will at one <laughs> so, of the three so you- with a big. I knew they were going to start slow, um, but for many in the league, they wouldn't have perceived this this poor performance. So that's what I'm saying. Okay, no I'm one in the league I, perceived I it, yet you put hard-earned cash on the fact that they would still be yes. better than the Ravens, who are maybe the second-best team in the AFC. I still am of the firm belief that Flacco will be benched. Uh, there'll be some very... <laughs> I think you had Lamar Jackson starting yeah, in week five. Lamar Jackson starting week eight, uh, I believe. But uh, not a surprise for me, the Texans... For many, it would be, um, but exciting to see them turn around. This makes no sense. It makes no sense. Yeah, very but, uh, good. I'm confident he's, with he's it. Trying to, he's trying to cover up. I continue to move forward with the segment. <laughs> <laughs> Jazz, I think it's time for us to have a punt. It's fourth down. It's fourth down. 
Charlie, on the fourth down, we punt. We uh, do. We've got a few things to get through here quickly. We've got to review last week's multis, mm. uh, which I don't want to give away, but there's some excitement in the air. Yeah, but- uh, uh, we're going to give uh, this week's picks, our multis, and of course, our lock of the week. Lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Done deals, as it were. Chaz, how'd you melt you go, man? You melt you go. You know how it went. And uh, there's some really, I felt really good about this one. I actually did uh, going into week four. Some nice little pickups from Lishkipe. Uh, we spoke on Saturday over the phone, and I was putting it together, crafting it nicely. And he said, mate, I tell you what, I like this Dolphins team, 3 0 plus 6.5. Even if they go down to the Pats, they're not losing by more than 6.5. And, and I said, I'll take that. I'm going to absolutely put the house on it. Chuck that one in there. So I had the Dolphins at plus six and a half. They went down to the Pats by 31. You should never bet on the Dolphins. Yeah, you shouldn't. And um, you just shouldn't go, go against, you shouldn't go against TB12 at Foxborough. Not sound advice from Nishkipe. If it makes you feel better, I had that on my multi too. Yeah. So we both Which gives away that we both yeah, We both went down there. Uh, then I had the charges at, uh, <laughs> which I felt probably my safest league. What were they, like minus 10? They were minus 10 and a half. <laughs> uh, so they were hosting the Jimmy G-less 49ers um, in uh, LA and uh, didn't work out like we planned. The charges just got through 29 to 27. So that was that one. Did not cover. Absolutely shattered. Just missed out on the points. And uh, we go to leg three and I had Philly. Um, going to Tennessee at minus three. Skip was confident in this one as well. An absolute lock. I thought it was a done uh, deal. Wensylvania, you know, he's in town. No way can Mariota keep up with him. Mariota gets the win in overtime. So I'm zero from three in the legs. Can I say, you know, if uh, the Eagles score that touchdown, which they did yeah. now to kick a field goal. Yeah, exactly. That's, 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 that's what I thought. That's, that was what happened. Ra- that was my rationale going to bed last night. And then uh, so I had... We're 0 from four. So we're 0 from three. And then uh, I had the Steelers. Uh, Sunday Night Football hosting the Ravens. Never, I thought, you know never what? Bet, bet against those those, you never, those dirty yeah, birds. Yeah, dirty birds. And uh, the Steelers at minus three, they went down by 12 to uh, Justin Tucker's Baltimore Ravens. So zero and four. But uh, thank the good Lord that Patrick Mahomes delivered uh, when it counted. The Chiefs winning by four over the Broncos, covering the line. I had them at minus three and a half, the Chiefs. <laughs> and uh, This is not that a victory. It was a nice victory. To go in one from five from week four, consistent with my 20%. I think that's three weeks in a row I have had one and five. And, uh, Which is a good... I'm, I, that's, that's, that's tough to do. <laughs> it's not easy. Um, not easy. Statistically, not easy to get, you should I, be getting around yeah. 50%. It's the line, right? Around. And... Uh, <laughs> So that's three from 15 in, uh, in, a, in, a, in a nice uh, little three-week period. But we, when we get into week five, I think that's going to turn around. I think I'm, they are lucky. We're, we're getting going better. through these. We're getting a lot better. Uh, we are. Chaz, I had a similar luck to you. Yeah. Eagles, I thought, had it in them. I thought <laughs> Miami were going to keep it tight. They did not. Yeah. They did and, not. And, uh, however... Like you got a win, Detroit. Oh, plus two and a half, only going oh, down yes. by a point. So <laughs> I know gambling. I knew they'd keep pace with Dallas. Uh, I just it wasn't going to get out of reach for them. But no, we, we've got a big, exciting slate of games this week. Uh, there's oh, a yeah. lot of stayaways. Uh, Falcon Steelers. Who knows? Don't touch that. Broncos, Jets, uh, the Packers, Detroit. I, I got, got nothing. I can't read anything on these games. Jag, Jags, Chiefs. Yeah, what's going to happen? Like, uh, no, maybe the Chiefs just 
put up like 50 points. Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't maybe know. Telvin Smith has two, you know, returning touchdowns. Who knows? Yeah, we, you just never know. It, it, one of these games, Patrick Mahomes has got to come crashing down to earth. Yeah. May as well be against one of the best defenses in football. It's not going to be the week I back him in. Charlie, I've, uh, I think I'm putting together a three-leg multi. I've got the oh, Rams. Go hard, will you? Rams <laughs> minus... Minus seven against the Seahawks. This yeah, offense that's, that's very safe. They're visiting they're visiting the Seahawks, you know, never easy to play in Seattle. Yeah. Yep. Uh ex- unless it's twenty eighteen. Yeah. And uh, they can't put up points. And I just can't <laughs> see the Rams letting up. Yeah. McVeigh is a young head coach. He's going for it. Yeah. They're putting up thirty eight. They're gonna win thirty eight to like twenty two at worst. Yeah, Pete Carroll's gonna be chewing that gum extra hard. Extra's gonna be make sure they got a Plenty of packs. On that I'm Seattle sure they'll, I'm sure the Seattle Seahawks will play hard for El Thomas they, after he gave him a finger. Absolutely, that morale is going to be strong. CenturyLink Field is going to be an absolute madhouse, and I think if the Rams can beat the Seahawks, probably you know eight one, they'll get that. I can I can see the Seahawks maybe kicking a field goal. Eight, so eight one, uh, uh, eight two. Uh, I was trying to go with a seven point disparity. Very it good. is late enough, but I would say yeah, more more your ten three. Tough to score would, just one point. <laughs> very difficult. <laughs> your ten three would get you that line. Um, now I look at uh, you've gone the Rams. I've gone another solid lock with the Titans at minus three and a half at Buffalo. I think this is a pretty safe bet considering the Titans form at three and one, just beating Philadelphia, and the Buffalo Bills back to their usual selves, not scoring last week at all against Green Bay. So I think that minus three and a half is actually a pretty good line. Titans D is underrated too. It is. They're pretty good. They got a lot of pieces. They got, the, they got basically the Pats backfield from I two years ago. Say, Logan Ryan and Malcolm Butler. They've pretty much got every Pat I know of. Dion Lewis. Yeah. Um, and it's working for them. Yeah. I think that'll do it, Chaz. Um, but uh, have you got any other legs, Skipper? Yeah, I got another leg, mate. I like these Ravens. I'm I'm concerned about betting on a team that I also really want to win based yeah. off of our gambling. And if yeah. they lose, it's a big loss for me. Yep. They're visiting the Browns, who have been in every game they've played. Uh, they um, the Ravens are minus three. Uh, look, I'm not a hundred. Pretty solid odds. I'm not sold on this. I may just pick the Ravens to win. As opposed to no, you got to go to line. Yeah, I have to go line. This one, I mate, it's a fact. Unfortunately, Zach, you've you got do, a gun to your yeah. head. Uh, that's, what, uh, that's what you signed up for. That's it. But that's yeah. it for me, mate. I like that's these, I like these Ravens. I'm not done yet. I've got through two other leagues. And just uh, to put a five-leg so multi. So instead of going one and three, you go one and five. Very good. Yeah, one and five. Uh, I've got the Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals, uh, who are just rolling right now, hosting the Miami Dolphins, the absolute garbage. Miami Dolphins. Now let's slow um, down. Last week, we thought the gar- the garbage Miami Dolphins may hang in there with the yeah, Pats. This is what they do. They get excited, and they completely implode. But, and the Bengals on offense Bengals are on a, the are road. A juggernaut at Cincinnati. I like this game. Is I think at, it's... Is it at uh, Cincy? It's at Cincy. Uh, it is at Cincy. It's at Cincy. That, that's, that's why I went the line. Oh, but Charlie, they're minus six. Minus six, of course. Uh, this, Adam Gase, this Adam Gase <laughs> offense, uh, they, they might start running the ball. Through, I don't give them a lick. Through seven, general admission, Geno Atkins. Seven points in that Pats D. That's, that's nothing to be proud of. I think... Uh, I think the Bengals get this one pretty easily. And then I got my last leg, the Carolina Panthers, hosting the New York Football Giants in Carolina. I got the Panthers at minus seven. I think Christian McCaffrey's going to have a day out against that Giants D. And uh, that is my five-leg multi. Uh, moving into my Don't lock. take our advice. Don't take our advice at all. Moving into my lock of the week, it is the LA Rams hosting, uh, sorry, visiting Seattle. That is my lock of the week. we got the same lock? No, I think I had definitely had the Rams. Okay, I'll take the Titans then. I'll yeah, take the Titans. About the Titans. Yeah, what is the lock score? Are you... Are we, we have to revise. Tally? We're going to have to keep a tally. We're yeah. going to have to revise. Not sure what I locked up last week. Can't yeah. remember. 
I had the Pats against the Lions. That was my lock in week three. So I've definitely lost on there. I yeah. don't know what we did last week, but I'd have to review. That, this one will get me back on I the I reckon Minnesota uh, the was probably a lock yeah, over Minnesota. Buffalo at one point yeah, as well. Yeah, it's a good one. But uh, not, what, another incredible week of multis. Very excited. I think we're slowly learning the intricacies of the multis. Um, and just understand lines more, be able to assess the trends in offense. Absolutely. And I mean, look, there I feel is. Like if we can get two out of five, the, or you, yeah, one out of three, if we, I can get two out of five, that, that's, that's a good week. That's, that's major improvements yeah, heading, all around. Heading into week six. Yeah, very exciting times, mate. Hey, guys, I reckon that just about wraps us up for week four of the NFL season. Um, hey, if you want to show your support for the podcast, then uh, give, us a, give us a like, give us a rating on iTunes. Um, it's a great way for us to be able to reach more people, the high rating we have. Hey, leave a nice comment if you if you feel that way. If you don't, hey, that's fine no too. At all. No drama, no boys. Um, and of course, Charlie, the social media expert that he is, is set up. Marketing. He's set up. He's the head of marketing uh, for First Down Under. He's set up a Facebook page uh, where you, you will not miss a second of First Down Under action on that page. Instagram is buzzing too. Eight followers, eight following, zero posts. Uh, we are come. cooking with gas. More to come. <laughs> Hey, I uh, really appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you next week for week five. Okay, thanks, guys. Okay, okay bye. Bye.